Mr. Sawyer, is your family enjoying their stay? Very much so. They're shocked you gave us the entire floor. After your security assessment, what do you think of the building? With all due respect, he's a glorified security guard. Please. The Pearl is the tallest, most advanced building in the world. You've built a vertical city, but you've brought with it every single safety and security challenge that I could think of. We thought this floor was empty. So did I. Not only have you brought them all indoors, but you've trapped them 240 floors in the air. No one really knows what would happen if things go wrong. Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Substandard, sponsored by Casper Mattress. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Sonny Bunch and Jonathan V. Last. I'd like to remind you The Substandard is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just look at our podcast and search for Substandard. You'll easily find us. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and leave a review. Gentlemen, how are we? JVL, what's going on? Dorino. Have you guys recovered from Prime Day? (laughs) I bought so much. I wonder which of the things I bought my wife will hate the most. We had... We have some reorganization happening at the company. Oh, did you buy? Did you did elaborate? You, did you buy a new plastic cover for the stainless steel uh, uh, washing appliance? Yeah. Do they make those? They I'm make investing. Those? They actually have kind of like a tarp. It's uh, it's a, a thing which magnetizes on if your stainless steel is the type the type which can it actually hold a magnet, uh, which is like clipping a blackboard onto the front of your dishwasher. So you could write, for instance, loading instructions. <laughs> <laughs> on it for family members who uh-huh. are unable to keep this in the anyway i i received notice um the ceo is bringing in some consultants just do some streamlining uh going to interview the staff at the company talk about maybe ways we could be more efficient mm. Uh, mm. i'm sure it's gonna be fine El- elaborate i'm the bobs. meeting with bob and this other guy bob <laughs> and uh they just want to know what it is i do at at the company and uh we'll see how that works specifically what is the issue here? I would say our latest round of technology acquisition. Uh, the machine. The board. The board is not happy. Well, that plus the the new the new electric toothbrushes. Um, I would say the board is unhappy about that. Mm. The okay. board is unhappy. All right. Uh, okay. It'll be fine. Good luck. Yeah. No, but my prime day was. I wanted to tell you. I uh, I took Flash over the weekend to the Major League All Star Game right. Futures game, courtesy of. Your friend and mine, Mr. Aaron Harrison. Oh, very nice. Who very, very kindly, uh, listener of the show, uh, gave me tickets to take Flash. And so we went to Fan Fest. We went to the Futures game. And uh, and the most interesting part, I think the part, because my, my son, Flash, loves baseball, but he also loves commerce. Did and he have a good prime day? This is, <laughs> this is like uh, baseball card nirvana. Fest. Oh. Just baseball card mania. Do do like all of the big uh, just like it, it, all right? Question, question. Sorry, uh, is it like tops shows up with mm-hmm. a big with a big or is it like com or the baseball card comic book store people come up? Both. And, oh, okay. Both. Okay. So it's like a new. It's like an exp- exhibition for the new stuff, and also you can buy the old stuff. Yes. Okay. And so they have made evolutions from from the time you did baseball cards. I never did it. 
because I didn't do baseball cards really. Is Fle- are Fleer and Donruss still really around, or is it just Tops? I seem to remember like MLB signing with just, just Tops. Just Tops. Okay. Just Tops, and Tops now has Bowman, and I mean, I find it impossible to keep track of all the different Tops mm-hmm. lines. But the, so the the top level now is they have what are called relic cards. Mm-hmm. And it is just like uh, from the Catholic Church with relics. Where they, so Tops goes and buys like a game-used jersey or a broken bat from a player. Or like, you mean like the cross, and, like the yeah. piece of the cross? And or like or cuts up on. a little patch. Or like oh, Lou Gehrig's like finger. <laughs> and so you get like, uh, this is a piece of the jersey that Aaron Judge won when he wore when he won the home run derby in 2017 and it's embedded into a card with a little hologram sticker over top of it and if you think back to the way you felt about baseball cards at age 10 the relic is mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. the greatest mm-hmm. thing in the universe. This is the nail that was hammered into Yankee Stadium <laughs> right. before no. they they it tore it down. Yeah. It, it's 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 like uh, when they uh, when they bulldoze a stadium and you get a piece of the turf, right, right? and things like that, or right. a piece of bench or something, like that, that sort of thing. Yes. It really is. No, so wow. I, I I'm aware of this 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 phenomenon, and it's totally fascinating because it's it is actually a desecration of the relic. You are taking the relic, like something that is actually kind of cool. So a whole like, shirt is like now a whole chopped shirt, up, and yeah, then you you, lots of money. you you chop it into tiny little pieces, right. and it's like not really the shirt no, anymore. It's just a piece of fabric. Comes from selling mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're not desic- in, in no, the real world of relics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is verboten to sell the relics? Oh, oh, no. oh yeah, oh yeah. You, you would never do that. Sell right? the relics. <laughs> now, the problem with the like the shirt relic is that Saint Teresa's finger bone, can't which I've ever seen, be sold. which I've seen. But uh, uh, the uh, the problem with the like a baseball like like uh, like like a cloth like a jersey, you know, that you can't actually. I mean, you can claim how old it is, but you're not going to carbon date the baseball shirt because you don't want to affect the shirt because it would be, dis- you know, part of it would be destroyed <laughs> you would, in the you process. Would have, you would destroy it would 50% of the relic. In the process of carbon dating it. So these are these are great. And we went, and this we're taping on Thursday morning, so I've already yeah, yeah. passed this on, but Flash. Great uh, game by the winning team <laughs> in the baseball Amazing. all-star game. That home run derby was something else. <laughs> Flash Man. was so moved by the generosity of Mr. Aaron Harrison. Oh. That he used his savings to purchase a relic, a signed relic card of Harrison's favorite player to give to Aaron Harrison. Who's who's Harrison's favorite player? Uh, Anthony Rendon. Rendon. And so Flash was very excited to find a signed Anthony Rendon relic card to give to Aaron. Anyway, this is hence our Prime Day conversation about all the top-loading baseball cards. We came home with 300 cards. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, we we bought a lot of baseball cards. It was great. In addition, of course, to the the authentic game All Star jersey for Flash <laughs> that he who was the player wanted, Mike Trout, Superman from South Jersey, Collingswood. Flash loves him, the Trout. He's going to be playing for the Phillies in a couple of years, right? Isn't Probably that the rumor? never. Isn't Probably that the rumor? No, wasn't I don't that wasn't so. there that he was going to be? Can I can I, do the, I saw the greatest sports troll of all time. Yeah. There were three guys who showed up to this game with the custom made All Star jerseys. Mm-hmm. So you can get your All Star jerseys customized, and they were the American League variant with number thirty four Bryce Harper on it with the Yankees and the oh, Yankees no. patch. Oh, come on, on the yeah. left shoulder. <laughs> wow. That's an expensive troll. That just is an to, expensive troll. Just to like mess with people for a couple days. Uh-huh. It's the greatest it's, troll. It's if fantastic. I was coming obviously. down from yeah. New York 
to DC for the All Star Game, yeah. it would have been a hundred percent worth the hundred fifty bucks yeah. to make one. I of I mean, these I guess things. if you're spending, you know, four grand on hotels right, at and that tickets, point, and why not why, just why give not? a finger yeah. to every single person in the home ballpark? And of course, you can do that in DC because DC, you would. These people wouldn't try that sort of thing in Philly. Oh you get gosh. you get knifed for doing that <laughs> yeah, sort of thing yeah. in but Philly. In DC, it's like, ooh, they're making fun of our hometown hero. Yeah. In Philly, they'd force you to eat horse poop. That's well, what they would do. And also, nobody in DC actually thinks Bryce Harper will be around in a year. I think I think people in DC have have like kind of resigned themselves to the fact that Bryce Harper will not sign a long term deal with the Nationals. Mm. I might be wrong. I might be wrong no, because he's most, having such a terrible season. The most DC thing in the world is this would be the time to they'll overpay him for him while he's. It turns out he really is like a two twenty eight hitter, yeah. and he'll spend the rest of his career batting below Max Scherzer's average. <laughs> yeah. they he'll, they'll pull a real. He'll you pull a real Chris Davis. <laughs> how are you guys, Sonny? How are you? How's your weekend, Sonny? Mine was good. I read. I read Dark Knight Three: The Master Race. Ooh, is, how good is it? Uh, it's a million times better than the second Dark Knight series. Really, uh, that surprises me. It's okay, actually the second it's, Dark Knight series is trash. I mean, it's the worst. It's it's not just like poorly written and like kind of boring, but it's also terribly, terribly drawn. It's like Frank Miller. I, Frank Miller's skills, and I don't think that, that I'm really like saying anything terribly provocative here. But Frank Miller has like declined greatly as an artist since the mm. the run of the those Batman books and those 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 Daredevil books. I mean, he just like the second the second Dark Knight series was lazily drawn with like no backgrounds. It was just like He's these been kind focusing of, on film direction. Yeah. Uh uh but uh, this one this one was actually penciled by Andy Kubert, I believe. Uh and it kind of mimics the look of the original series very well. I thought it was I and Klaus Johnson does the the inks and it was so it, it it's a much better Ooh, looking Klaus book. Johnson. It's a much better looking book than the second. Come on, Vic. I'm trying. <laughs> no. uh, is it racist? No, the master race is the Kandorian. Well, the knock against well, it when it, it came out. Well, or Frank, is that just Frank, Frank Miller. Frank Miller is, uh, of course, a notorious reactionary, at least in the world of comic <laughs> books, which means he like isn't a communist uh and he called they called the book the master race and everyone was like oh my god this is going to be super but it's about it's about a group of kryptonians who break out of the prison uh, or break out of the miniature city of candor if we want to get into if we want to get into the lore are they of tiny, superman are they tiny sized well they are and then adam uh sh- increases their size the atom the atom why would dr do ray palmer ray is palmer. that his name? yeah uh why would he incre- do that well because they ask they ask him to free, and he's like, okay, whoa, well, a bunch of you know Kryptonians. They seem all right. That was a big mistake. <laughs> big mistake by Dr. Ray Palmer. And so then what they, happens then? Well, then they, they try to take over the world, and they blow us up, and, uh, mm. we're, and, and our leaders, including Barack Hussein Obama, are about to capitulate. And they're in like the war room, and the, the Kandorians break in, and they're like, give up and swear fealty to us. And the world leaders are all about to do it, and then Batman takes over all the screens. And he's like, go to hell. Like, Alleged your fealty to me. Yeah. And then, That's good. And then it's and then it's a bunch of uh it's a bunch of uh, Batman kicking crypto. It's basically the last it's basically the 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 issue of the Dark Knight Returns where Book Batman three. fights book Superman. Except for like oh yeah, book four. Except for like I think it's book four. Book four. Except for like nine issues okay, of this. So this sounds so. like the greatest comic book ever. It, it was it was much much better than I thought it would be. It was I'm I'm not gonna lie. I was actually far more entered. I I I kind of picked this up out of a sense of obligation to uh, Frank Miller, one of the greats, and 
but it was a hundred times better than I thought it would be. One thing I would say in defense of the second Dark Knight series, it includes a cameo by Bill Crystal. How so? <laughs> As one of like the talking heads yeah. in the yeah yeah. Bill, yeah. Bill is in the second one. When I saw it, I was yeah. intensely pleased. I like went running to his office. I was like, Bill, 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 look. And he's like, I don't understand. What is this? You're <laughs> in Frank Miller. It's a- what does he Never say mind. in it? Is he, is I he don't like remember. Actually, you know, no, but Frank Miller is kind to him. In in most of these, yep. the talking heads are always portrayed as fools, but I think Bill is not portrayed that way. Yeah. Is it like his name or his resemblance? No, no, it's Bill, it's Bill Crystal. <laughs> it's just Bill. In the same way that, uh, uh, that like, you know, Reagan is Reagan and David okay. Letterman is David Letterman and, and Dr. Ruth yeah. is Dr. Ruth. Mm-hmm. None of them are actually called these things, I don't think or maybe there anyway this 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 has some of the same sort of thing anyway it's, can it's I borrow it? no i don't lend people he things. doesn't lend i'm not Trust a lender me. not a lender i've been trying to get more movies from him since the uh uh i would probably have just licked the pages before giving it back see? anyway <laughs> see see what i'm talking about uh well, if only i had a chance to still order it on prime day yeah but it's you've thursday missed it. you've missed it so it's you've passed. missed now you'll never be able to experience the the joys uh anyway so that was that's basically how i spent the last seven days great so who's taking care of your child uh, i don't know <laughs> the dog jub jub i like the killing joke that was a really interesting one the killing joke you're not killing allowed joke. to like that anymore yeah we're not allowed to like that anymore <gasps> no you are really not it's actually right, like deeply deeply problematic mm, that's okay. a real the best, the best thing about the killing joke is mm. they did an animated version of it a couple years back oh they did and they killed and, and, the right they, no it, no oh no they seen? it came out it came out but they actually made it more problematic because they added a subplot at the beginning where batgirl sleeps with batman because she's so into oh, him I forgot about oh. that. and oh. then and then she gets shot oh. <laughs> and crippled and like sexually assaulted Really, uh, why are we laughing? Really, uh, I'm sorry. Why are you laughing? No, uh, I'm not laughing. All that that laughing was was Vic. That that was was uh, no, that was something wrong with the microphone. Vic, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend, my weekend is fine. And now that we're did you go back to RG? No, I, you know, I was doing pretty good until yesterday. (laughs) Um, I had dropped uh, like three pounds or something like that down to it was like 178, and then I put on like two and a half pounds overnight. Uh, had a, just overnight. Overnight had our friends Brian and uh, Miriam Fotnin and their hey. kids uh, over. We had been a long time since uh, we'd seen them, and uh, so uh, had, a, had a lot of burgers. And I don't, want, I hate to see food go to waste, as you know. So I just went around and anything that was left over, did I you ate just on the spot. Did you unhinge your jaw like in <laughs> uh, like in V and like? Uh, like a view to eat to eat the rodents or the uh, what? What are you pointing at? Is that yeah. your lapel pin is new? I have not seen this before. Uh, well, I it's can't not that new. It's oh, okay. Well, it's Killmonger. Oh, yeah, yeah. The real hero. The real hero. We of were, Black in fact, Panther. we were at a we were we were at a restaurant, Sonny, and the bartender looked. They said, "What is that?" He asked you the same question. He said, yeah. "Killmonger," and he nodded like. All right, weirdo. Weirdo. <laughs> or he thought that I don't know. But anyway, what, what, so we've you been, were what, eating all of the, like like at the the loaves and the fishes. Yes, but the it, Lord it, said, it "Gather on. up all of the that's leftover bits so they do not go that, to waste." That's, that's and when you said. gathered up all of the things from your cookout, you could fill twelve baskets Something worth like of that. food, Something and you like then that. ate all of the twelve ate, baskets worth of food. It was all beef, though. So I mean, it was just did you eat, did you eat any any bun with that? A couple. So you did add carbohydrates a little bit. to the because little you bit. put cheese on that's it? when the problem Yes, happen. and cheese is important too because dairy is so important cheese is fine. for no a growing thank you. Thank so you, you just ate like 10 cheeseburgers. No Something carbs like cheese. that. Something it's like the that. the buns that are the killer. Didn't you get Jason's? 
yes. Jason's email yeah, yes, about this? Yes, I did. Our good friend uh, Jason O'Connell. Yeah. Jason O'Connell. He, um, I did, but again, I only had like four or five buns. Okay, not a big deal. <laughs> uh, but also because it's summer. But that activates the insulin in your blood. Mm, I Ketosis. I don't know what you're saying because I'm fainting right now. I'm getting very lightheaded and I'm getting slurry. Uh, it, it, movie uh, in the summer. We Speaking doing of, a lot of slurry. slurry. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Not quite, quite yet. Uh, uh, we've been doing a lot of uh, movie day, movie night uh, things at our house. My son is really big on that, wanting to watch a family movie all together. Like a whole family can sit down and watch a movie. So you guys did The Green Inferno. We did. <laughs> That's a very good movie. Interesting. It's provocative. It's provocative. Makes you think. I don't know why that went straight to video. Uh, no, so we had this discussion, and we saw two movies uh, in, in two days, like in a row. Uh, the Illusionist and The Prestige, because they came out at the same time and they were, hold on, you're looking at each other, because they you know, had to do with, they were like magic, right? And they both had to come out at the same time. Why The Illusionist? And The Illusionist is because there was a dispute over which movie, believe it or not, there was a dispute over which movie was better. Someone, no names, someone, she thought that The illusion, Illusionist was sweeter, more romantic, happier ending, and that The Prestige is way too dark. And of course, he said, we, "Well, let's show the well, kids let's and find ask out. them." Uh, my daughter was out playing with uh, her friends, so this was like during the late <laughs> afternoon. And so we watch it. Of course, my son pre- preferred the Prestige. It's, it's just there's no there's no question about it. I mean, The Illusionist it's, is not a terrible movie. It's, it's sweet. It's it's, fine. It's, it's it's fine. And I, isn't it? Isn't, have we had discussions about Ed Norton being very difficult to work with? I got that sense. I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Giamatti is. I like him, and the guy who plays the Crown Prince is pretty good. Uh, I like his accent, and then Jessica Beals is is, is 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 the woman. But the Prestige is, and it came out. The, I have a quest question. Did the Prestige come out before Dark Knight? Then or Batman Begins? Yes. Well, it came out between Batman between, Begins and Dark Knight. Okay. Uh, and I think my son enjoyed it because he's watched all the those uh, Dark Knight movies, and he said, "Oh, you know, there's Alfred Pennyworth, and there's Batman himself, Christian Bale, and there's, by the way, there's Black Widow, you know, Scarlett Johansson, yeah. and uh, and Andy Serkis, you know, who's and great. Wolverine, and Wolverine, and he loves Wolverine too. So it was great. I used to think, having seen the movie only a couple times in the past, that um, Hugh Jackman's character was the one who was clearly the worst, and you know, more obsessed, but you forget because he kills every time he duplicates, he kills himself. But Christian Bale's character. He's, well, Hugh. Uh, Go ahead. Hugh Jackman's character is clearly the more obsessed because he yes. he commits suicide every night. Which is he weird. He negates yeah. himself every single murder? night. Does it count as murder? And here's the other thing, though, but Christian Bale's character and his 20, they couldn't tell his wife. Like he kept that a secret well, that you he has to, to live put, it. You have to, you have to, li- you have to live the trick until that's she the... kills herself. So that's pretty bad. But I, you know, it's so great when you have Michael Caine is always giving some sort of voiceover explaining the three parts of the trick. It was really good. So I really liked, I really liked that. Um, and in comparison to the illusion, remember the three? Hmm? Do you remember the three? Okay, uh, uh, one is the pledge. pledge. The turn, the turn, and then the, the prestige. prestige. Yes, and in the prestige, they actually show you how the tricks work. You kill the bird, or whatever it is, right. or the transported man. I've got to think the alliance is going to frown on that. <laughs> uh, it's also, so, I mean, it, this is also, of course, the metaphor for filmmaking. This is Christopher Nolan's movie about movies. This is him saying, "Here's what we do." 
try to out top each other. Too insane. Too insane. Is that what you took from effect? <laughs> no, I like the magic tricks. Uh, I like how he made the bird come I, I like back. How he made the bird come back using the string, except for it was sabotaged because they're constantly sabotaging each other. But it's so well done, and you forget how no one. No, you don't forget, but no one is so obsessed with going back and forth in time, and so that requires a little bit of explaining because he likes that. Um, and David Bowie is great. In that as well as Nikola Tesla, he's really he's really really good. And the one, yeah. that's my one big problem in the movie is the ridiculous Tesla propaganda. Oh, oh. Tesla was a fraud. <laughs> Edison was great. It, yeah, Edison is the villain. Edison was great. Edison a, is the villain. True American hero. Nikola Tesla is Very a con man and a the fraud. Other secrets the other. And I'm not quite sure what accent David Bowie is doing here in this movie. But it worked. It was like a Hungarian, nondescript Eastern nondescript European, Eastern European. But he did it so well. God I'm bless him. Use a Spanish accent, Jack. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so that was good. And I would say because the problem with the illusionist is um, they actually don't show you how all the tricks really work. The projection, the ghostly projections, the orange tree. So Michael's asking, "How does this work?" And I'm like, "I don't know. They're you not just showing, showing you." Penn and Teller it's on all, YouTube. It's all CGI. You know, what I mean, like they're not actually doing a thing. Whereas in in the Prestige. Uh, you actually see like the bird and everything else, and so in that respect, the illusionist sucked. Speaking of sucking, over the weekend, Hotel Transylvania Three: Summer Vacation took the top spot at the box office with forty-four million dollars, followed by Ant-Man and the Wasp at twenty-eight point eight million, and in third place was Skyscraper with twenty-five point five. I give that an A, Sonny. Solid transition work. Solid transition. <laughs> really, work. it's sucked both ways. Because you have to, you have to. Well you, done. You have to, and you have to, you know, follow the various levels on which it's working. It sucked because yes. it's not good, but also it sucked because it's, it's because got Dracula. Dracula. Thank you. That's really. <laughs> That that transition you, was developed. You're a professional. At, that, thank you. That developed. That was uh, figured out at eight oh seven this morning. You 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 ignored the greatest film released this weekend, though. Shock and awe. The Rob Reiner movie oh, about right. the how investigation. Yeah, how did that do? Well, it was released on a hundred screens, so you know okay. it's not going to be doing in the tens of millions okay. range. Mm-hmm. But surely, surely, it made forty-one thousand dollars. How's that for a per screen? Forty-one thousand dollars is about a. Would you like me to effort that? Four hundred and ten dollars okay. per screen average, if I if I'm doing my math right. Uh, which and sig- tickets are a dollar. Yeah, tickets. So. Ticket, which breaks down to I, if you if you do the math on this. If you break it down by number How of showing tickets, I would say it's something like three people per screening. About <laughs> is that good? Something something like a f- maybe six seven people per screening. It just depends on how many showings there were each day uh, on each of these. Do you screens. think it'll still be nominated? Well, it will. Def- it's certainly the winner of Best Picture of, you know, of my heart. Mm-hmm. It won. It won my heart. Uh, oh. uh, no, it, it was it was an atrocious bomb, and I assume you didn't see it. No, of course I didn't see it. Nobody saw it. Literally, nobody saw it. Uh, and I would assume that the 100 screens is... Uh, the fact that it was playing on 100 screens is because it was written into the contract somewhere to get some sort of, like, uh, you know... Um, uh, subsidy from wherever they were filming that the movie has to show on at least 100 screens around the country. So yeah. you don't think next week it's going to expand to 3,000? No, I don't. I don't think this is going to okay. be seen. Okay. But, uh, the so talent in this film is staggering. Who I is mean, Tommy it? Lee Jones and uh, Robert Redford. Oh. And, you know, it's like it's like a real who's who of like... Really? Serious liberals trying to trying to relitigate the 2003 campaign to go to war with Iraq. I mean, it's like, guys, can you focus on other things? We got other things to worry about. Right I would now. say a better version of that kind of a movie was HBO's Path to War. 
about uh, LBJ. Do you remember this one? And Alec Baldwin plays McNamara, and Michael Gambon plays L- Ma- one, Michael Gambon yeah. plays LBJ, and Clark Clifford is Donald Sutherland, and it's fantastic. Trust me on this one. General Westmoreland, Tom Skerritt. It's really, really good. That is on the And nose. Bruce McGill. Bruce McGill is in it as Michael Ball. I mean, as uh, George Ball, rather. It is just Was it Bruce McGill in The Post as well? As McNamara? I hadn't... No, that was Bruce Greenwood. Oh, Bruce Greenwood. That's right. That's right. That's right. Bruce Greenwood. But, Sorry, uh, wrong Bruce. Yes. But uh, Skyscraper, as I mentioned, came in third place, so that's a little disconcerting. JVL. Scaling the heights. Heights. JVL, did you see it? I did not. pretty good, Sonny. I did see it. I saw it too. Did anyone else see it? No. Maybe. <gasps> okay. Somebody did see it. He's here. In his farewell, his swan song. Gene! How, how did, Sonny, you are better at the Lucille Bluth Gene. Can you give it to me? Gene! <laughs> Skyscraper stars The Rock who plays a security specialist at Amputee. Boy, is he hopping mad. His family is stuck at the top of a Hong Kong skyscraper when criminals turn it into a towering inferno. To save them, he has to go out on a limb. But save them, he does. His family is so grateful to him. And what can he say except you're welcome? Also, I loved his wife. Played by Nev Campbell. She's a scream. If polygamy were legal, I'd marry her too. But then we'd be a party of five. I give Skyscraper four stars. Bye-bye. Wait, who were the other three? My family. I'm talking about my family. So be, oh, Gene, gotcha, Gene gotcha, comes gotcha. from a family of four. I got you. It's he four. Had, I and have two kids. Another wife. A second wife I would be party would of be five. five. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank you. I was like, is it is it is it Nev Campbell and also Jennifer Love Hewitt and, and uh, Hannah Quinn Livin? Okay, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. Oh, yeah. uh, Sunny, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into that in a second. To, you got to we'll see a movie just for that. Uh, skyscraper. skyscraper. You know what's interesting about Skyscraper is that it comes out almost exactly thirty years to the day uh, after Die Hard. Almost exactly thirty years to the day, and you 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 can see how much Hollywood has changed. Over the last 30 years. I mean, Die Hard is a movie about uh, a police-type official who uh, has to rescue his family from a, uh, a band of criminals who have taken over uh, a giant high-rise. That's Japanese. Too. And it, it, Japanese. Yeah, it, a, a, that a, a tower that is run by an Asian conglomerate. Um, and then in Skyscraper, you have uh, a police sort of type character who has to rescue his family uh, from a band of criminals who have taken over a giant Asian conglomerate exactly run right. and owned skyscraper. It's really, it's really amazing what we've done and how far we've come in the last 30 years. You know what else? The only difference is um, one of the important things uh, in Die Hard was the, the importance of duct tape. Yeah. Oh wait yeah. a minute! No, the oh. duct tape very f- plays very key role in Die Hard and also in Skyscraper. Uh, so Skyscraper is about a uh, a FBI hostage negotiator. I guess like not really a hostage negotiator. He's more of a security uh, specialist. S- well, he but w- at the beginning of the film, he is a like kind of a That's he's a, a cop rescue. Who, you know, is SWAT 
style, but except it's FBI. I, it wasn't really clear to me why the he FBI was... He looked like he was, was in military gear, too. Well, he yeah. looked like an army guy. Well, no, it's, it's actually... the FBI's HRT team? Hostage may, hosta- that, sounds, that sounds that exact. Like that it. sounds right. Uh, but it, it's actually kind of fascinating to think about the, the real differences in this, where you have John McClane, who's just like a beat cop. He's just like, a, he's out there, he's taking criminals down, he's just you know chance. doing detective work, By whatever. Chance. And in this movie, The Rock is basically like SEAL Team 6, like armed to the gills, bursting into the house and taking out a guy who's you know who's got a uh, his family held hostage it's it's In like the beginning it's, yes. it's like it's very much like kind of fascinating to think about the militarization of cops and like how this is how this kind of plays out in the real world and on the on the big screen um but uh but anyway he you know after that mission goes wrong he kind of retires to a life as a security specialist and he is in hong kong to sign off on the opening of the biggest skyscraper in the world. The, the It's 220 stories, and the bottom 110 are shops, and the top 110 are living residents. I mean, honestly, 110 stories of shops like what are on all what are on all these floors it i like was heaven doesn't i was, it, i mean it, i mean it's like amazon brought to life and like put in a you could just go from department to department uh but the but the uh the the tower is very big and at the top of the tower they have the pearl which is you walk into it and it's uh i imagine it looked very good in 3d or whatever which i didn't see it in i saw it at dolby atmos which i'll get into that in a second but it you know it goes transparent basically and you can see all of hong kong and it's like you're standing out in the middle of the air Ooh, very fancy <laughs> anyway um so uh terrorists attack and they set fire to the building and they they set they they set it up so it looks like the rock is in on it but he's not in on it he just wants to save his family who's trapped in why, the tower why are the terrorists attacking the tower sonny <sighs> Well, I mean, we could get in. It's actually like it's a kind of a slow burn to. It's very much like Die Hard, in which their motivations are, uh, you know, same motivation. Really, kind of, it very similar. It turns out, but you're kind of hidden throughout. I don't. I don't want to spoil too much, but you know, it's. Mm, okay. um, but it, nobody saw this movie, and nobody is going to yeah. see this movie, so you can spoil, <laughs> spoil it. Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a gang of terrorists who are kind of headed up by a Finn. Is he Finnish? Was he a Finnish Bota terrorist? is like Bota? that. That, you admit, that makes like, me think of P. W. Bota, he, so South African, perhaps. But no, but no, he's definitely Scandinavian. He has like the he, actor. he has yeah, he has like a Scandinavian accent. Roland Muller is Danish. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the 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 villain is a he's a he's a Finn or a Dane or something, uh, or Norwegian maybe. Mm-hmm. Scandinavian uh, accent is what uh, who is who is yeah, working right exactly who is working with uh working with I guess. The criminal Hong Kong criminal syndicates who are trying to extort the owner of the the business. They're trying to get a hard drive back. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, all of this all of this is beside the point because the best villain in the film is a uh, an Asian woman by the name of what was her name? Hannah Quinlivan. Hannah Quinlivan, who is basically uh, like a doing kind of Jackie Chan kind she, of, or not Jackie Chan, is, like Jet Li. She's yes. like a Jet Li character. She is kind half of. white, half Chinese, and a hundred percent hot. She is very, very attractive, uh, and she does martial arts and run and shoots people, oh. and just a just just Please a shoot pretty. Me, I was like, hot. I don't mind dying. Yeah. So anyway, she should have been like the main villain. She should. She needed more screen time. She lived, and I think maybe she escapes for Skyscraper Two, direct to video. No, she doesn't escape. She gets arrested. Yeah. Remember, Nev no, Campbell no, like, kicks her in the face. in the future in the sequel. Oh, yes, yes. Escapes. Well, there will be no Skyscraper 2. Skyscraper <laughs> That's 1 is, I said direct to video. is not going to make any money. Uh, anyway, um, 
I, I, back to the movie. I actually, I, I'll be honest. This is a perfectly acceptable generic action film. Uh, I had a good time. It was, it was actually pretty impressive in the Dolby Atmos. You know, sound waves are crashing into my head. It felt like I was there. Mm-hmm. Felt like giant big screen, very nice mm-hmm. projection. I like. I I have no problem whatsoever with this film, um, except for the fact that it's totally generic and disposable. If you're looking to waste an hour and fifty minutes in the theater, this is a this is a thing that you should go see. I'm not. It's not high art. You're not gonna. It's not gonna change your life. But it was fun. Yeah. I like The Rock. The Rock's pretty great. He doesn't stop working, does he? That man is in a million movies. He does not. He's one of these people who, you know, he's the kind of person when you say, do you have rest? And they say, you can rest when you're dead. But speaking of resting, JVL. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. The experts at Casper work tirelessly to make a quality sleep surface that cradles your natural geometry in all the right places. After all, you spend one third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. Its breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. Casper now offers two other mattresses, the Wave and the Essential. The Wave features a patent-pending premium support system to mirror the natural shape of your body. The Essential has a streamlined design at a price that won't keep you up at night. All Casper products are designed, developed, and assembled in the United States. Prices are affordable because Casper cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. Every Casper mattress is delivered right to your door in a small, how-do-they-do-that-sized box. Plus, there's free shipping and hassle-free returns in the U.S. and Canada. Plus, plus, you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Here's a special offer to listeners of the Substandard. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com substandard and using promo code substandard at checkout. That's casper.com substandard and use promo code substandard for $50 off select mattresses. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you, JVL. Um... Do you have any other skyscraper rock thoughts? I feel like we did an episode on The Rock, and it was probably another movie that I did or did not see, and I can't remember. It was probably Rampage. Was it Rampage? Rampage or Jumanji? Or Jumanji was Jumanji, and it made a lot of money. We did skip Jumanji, and it was like in the you know it was one of the like five highest grossing films for three months in a row. Um, But uh, no, I think it was Ramp. Rampage that you skipped, okay. maybe? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. He was also in, what else was he? It was Jumanji, Rampage. Journey to the I'll Center effort, of the Earth, I'll but that was a few this. years back. You guys, you guys keep talking. I'll and effort. I noticed on IMDb that he has on tap uh, uh, supposedly a reboot of Big Trouble in Little China. He's got about 100 things and on Doc tap Savage. Right now. No, he's. Uh, supposedly. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Um, it's interesting because. Baywatch. 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 Baywatch, that's right. Thank you. That's what it was. It's also been. Uh, now it's like 17 years after 9-11. I was thinking there were a lot of movies that you could not do or a lot of movies that had to be fixed and redone after 9-11. This is a kind of movie that would have been very, very problematic in the year or two or three or maybe even five years after after 9-11. But now I, I don't think it, uh, you know, it doesn't have that same sort of resonating yeah. uh, effect when you're watching it. A little bit. I mean, you do a lot of it, but it's so many kids bit. who are seeing this movie now yeah. who don't have any memory of it. So. It's a, a, it, it, the movie is most interesting to me. Again, like I, w- I was kind of joking about this earlier, but the movie is most interesting to me uh, as a kind of lens uh, 
to look through to see how Hollywood has changed over the last 30 years. I mean, like, the ridiculousness of having the, like, Finnish gangster uh, as playing right. muscle for yeah. nameless... Uh, you know, uh, f- nameless and faceless mob bosses yes. who could be who could be Russian or Chinese or, or American Chinese or Italian or say. Chinese yeah. syndicates. Yeah, uh, and and the the um, you know, the kind of refusal to have like an actual an actual villain, you know, somebody who is Russian uh, or Chinese, a chief mastermind. Or, you so know, what you're seeing I, like, are mercenaries. They're right. not even terrorists. Yeah, they're mer- mercenaries. Mercenaries. No, no yeah. terrorism. It's just yeah. it's all about you know trying to. Trying to steal money and I, like it, it is it is kind of fascinating from that perspective. And also, I, again, like Die Hard was kind of was kind of premised on this this kind of uh, Japanese scare, like Japan is taking, taking over, over. the right. world. They're taking mm-hmm. Nakatomi Plaza is like the beachhead of the Japanese yeah. real estate and because they were buying everything. Do you remember right. they bought Rockefeller right, right. Center? It and and deal. instead that that action has all been transported to Hong Kong, where mm-hmm. it's like they're mm-hmm. just building mm-hmm. massive buildings in Hong Kong because that's mm-hmm. where you can get it done. And you know that's where and that is where like Hollywood's business is moving to is. Is they are making a movie that is set in China that will appeal to Chinese audiences with, you know, um, uh, it, it's it's just it's all very interesting to me. Which is why I thought it was interesting. It didn't do as well in China at the moment as uh, I thought it was going to. There was a story I think in Variety about that. How it has uh, not opened in China? Oh, it yet. has not, or they're just uh, tracking the it. The tracking total. is low. Is that what they're saying? The it's tracking uh, is probably low. Is what they're Forty saying. million in yeah. foreign grosses yeah. so yeah. far. Nothing it has not opened in China. Okay, we'll see. It should it sh- it should do. Well. I don't know why it wouldn't do well. Um, uh, Sunny, uh, question: the sphere. What is happening in the sphere? Because it's not that the turbines generate. The turbines generate the power for the building. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so the so building what's going is, oh, on? They have an arc reactor. The building. No, the building is Something powered like by wind turbines. I don't know where all the wind comes Giant. from. Where? At 220 in the tower. 220 floors Inside up. Inside the tower. In the in the tower, there are like turbines. Because 220 floors up. It's a inside lot of inside the tower. Yeah, that's no, but, where all the wind comes from. Is inside the tower. No, well, that part is exposed, and then that, so that part is no. There's no covering on that part that's turning. It's just a giant. It's like a windmill. Think okay. of a windmill on a building. It would be like a. Windmill this sounds on a like a setup for like a Prince of Persia style, like jump through the turbine. He did. Well, this this movie. <laughs> he it, did. It's funny. It, it's funny that you say that because while Very I was watching it, movie. all I could think is this movie feels like a video game because it was all about like. The Rock trying to figure out how to get into the building. It, mm-hmm. Like the first half of the movie is The Rock trying to get back into the building. He's on the mm-hmm. outside. There's the mm-hmm. fire on the, mm-hmm. you know, ninetieth floor, or 96th floor, or whatever. And then he's got to like jump above the fire line uh, to get in to get into the building. And then you have like the time to jumps. There's an escort mission. There's like there's all sorts of different things. Yes. Like he's got to figure out the puzzles. Oh, which piece goes here? Which right? You know, it is like it is like it is about video game the level of a video it game plot. Worse than generic action movie. <laughs> Compared with Rampage, so put this on the other end of the balance scale with Rampage. Uh, I which is which is better? I thought this was better than Rampage. I I like this more than Rampage, and I like Rampage fine. I mean, I like both these movies. Again, I'm not expecting anything Mm -hmm. from them. So, what's going on in the sphere then? What's that all about? What's with the mirrors? The the guy, the 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 guy, the head of the guy who built the building, who's played by Lao Chin Han. He's played by Lao from the dark. Dark Lao left Mm -hmm. America and then he went back to very good at calculating Hong Kong and he built this. He built this tower. I'm sorry, I'm just whipping out all of my Dark Knight (laughs) impersonations and I get nothing for that. It's very good, (laughs) Uh, Mr. Dent. 
but it's going to be a it's going to be like a he says it's going to be the biggest tourist attraction in Hong Kong and I guess like I honestly don't understand what it, you're just you go up there and you're like oh I'm above the city right yeah. and look over it and but the ending with the mirrors reminded me if you've ever seen the Bruce Lee movie Enter the Dragon the ending is a final showdown between Bruce Lee and Han uh, in this room of mirrors. And well, so you can't is, tell who's who in and, this whole thing right up to the end. And there's also a John Wick 2 kind of uh, throwback, I feel. Goldeneye? Or Goldeneye. Isn't, or, isn't, no, 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 no. Man not with the Golden Gun. Sorry. Yeah. Man with the Golden Gun. Man with the Golden right. Gun. Uh, yeah. And it, my, my complaint about this is that there's no actual logic to where the people are showing up. Like in a mirror, it's like, okay. I'd be hitting every he's, mirror. He's, just no question. He's just him. like, if it's a mirror, it's like, okay, there's a reflection and it's coming from, like, we get, you got to find. But with these, with these like TV panel mirror things, it was like they could, he could be anywhere. That's Anyone could be anywhere and like mm-hmm. the directions don't make any sense. There was a logical flow to it that didn't work for me, mm-hmm. but. But you know it was great? It was great to see Nev Campbell after a seven-year hiatus. It was self-imposed because, really? yes, she wanted to spend more time with her family, and now she's back. And you know what? She still looks good. She still right. looks good. In some respects, kind of like Question. better. Yeah. Do you find Nev Campbell, who is a staple of your adolescence? Mm-hmm. No, no. I was already in my 20s. <laughs> Sorry. Let's pretend she's okay, a staple yeah, of your adolescence. I was 13. Do you yeah. find her now playing like middle-aged mom roles mm-hmm. to be jarring to your no. sense of yourself? No. no, no, because I've already, I've already have come to grips with my aging, and okay. so I see her. I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I find it disturbing when I see people and they're you know, older. And it reminds you how old you are. But uh, in in Nev Campbell's case, no. And she was she was really good. She was also very physical. Plus, you've you've always been of the. Well, she's a dancer. She's. I mean, this, her background is dance. There this you is, go. She came to acting through dance. There you so go. there's no reason she shouldn't have been doing more physical roles yeah. her whole life. Yes. You've always been of the kind of Matthew McConaughey in Dazed, um, Dazed and Confused <laughs> well, school. I, of, I, we get of, older, but they stay the same. Exactly. High school so. girls. Uh, question. Yeah, yes. I pose this to you over the weekend, and I will recycle it here. If you were to rank movie characters with appendages, <laughs> the Rock and Skyscraper, Rose McGowan in like Death Machine Three Thousand or whatever the movie is, where she has a Gatling gun. gun. Is it Gatling gun? Grindhouse. Grindhouse. The Grindhouse. Movie. Grindhouse. Um, yeah. uh, well, The Rock certainly. I mean, he's you know. The real problem is that neither of these characters are actually amputees. I mean, why are they taking work from? Mm-hmm. From people who genuinely are. People who, actors who don't have legs and need Mm -hmm. jobs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a real problem, if you think about it. I remember seeing Gary Sinise and Forrest Gump, and this was when CGI was just coming in, and I was so confused. What did they say? I heard they used mirrors and stuff, but still, that looks like a real stump. Oh my gosh. Did he? Maybe he was, maybe he was an amputee, but he had prosthetics during the other parts of the movie. It was so confusing. And then you find out, oh no, anybody can do this now. So, you were a high school senior, weren't you? <laughs> no, I think I was, yeah, I was old. I was old. I was old. Older? No, I was older than that. I was older than that. I went to see it with Buddy did Todd. They, did they right. put prosthetics so on amputee Gary Sinise so that he could <laughs> walk thinking, for those scenes? I'm there, there was a brief, the thought was only for four seconds. That's the thought was for four seconds. And I just, I was just trying to figure it all out. Did Arnold Schwarzenegger fly a Harrier in True Lies? It looked like it. You know, so. You know, it's acting. It's acting. It's, they can do all sorts of things. Really, they can do anything. Um, in, in terms of 
are you a disaster, JV? Are you a disaster flick kind of a guy, like Towering Inferno? Did you watch any of those movies or love them? Yeah, yeah. Um, all, all of the, uh, well, not all of the, but like most of the uh, uh, Dean. Help, help me! I'm I'm losing the, the day after tomorrow type. Oh, that stuff. Yeah, sure. That's whole planet. <sighs> what are the What are the names? Uh, yeah, disaster the, porn. I don't know what. No, the the, the, the directors, the directors, the Roland Emmerich. And yes, Dean, Roland Emmerich. Oh, Emmerich Dean, and Dean, Dean Devlin. Devlin. Dean Devlin. Yeah. Yes. love that mm-hmm. stuff. Love Poseidon Adventure. Love. I would even take. I think you could even say that there is a little sliver of overlap in the the Venn diagram circles of siege movie mm-hmm. with disaster movie. Mm-hmm. So that something like Olympus has fallen. Is almost a, both. a disaster movie. Yeah, a disaster in, in the White it's, House. Because yeah. it's all yeah. the idea. Of these things should be when they're mm-hmm. working right, mm-hmm. uh, like little mouse traps where you spend the first third of the movie setting up so the audience mm-hmm. understands the mechanics of everything, and then mm-hmm. after you fully understand, it's like you pull the pin on it and it's just tick, 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 right. watching everything right. Right. set up. Right. Yeah. Would you? Would you agree? Do you guys have favorite disaster? I don't know. Do you guys like disaster movies? I actually don't even go? really like disaster movies. Like I don't like the the Towering Inferno or the Poseidon Adventure or any of those. They never really did anything. Towering for Inferno me. became problematic in Airport. Like, in the mid nineties. Towering Inferno was, was like you wouldn't see it anymore because the the firefighter who comes to save the day was played by O.J. Simpson. <laughs> so you really didn't see him as much. Yeah. Uh, but the Towering Inferno is good. Airport in the whole there's a whole airport series, right? I mean it was Airport yeah. 75, 70. I have Airport 77 on VHS, and that's where the plane goes underwater. And Jimmy Stewart was in that plane. <laughs> I think it was like, oh, this could be one of his last roles. And it was funny because it was supposed to be a fancy plane where they had like an Atari version of like a video game on the plane. It was a big deal, you know, that she's playing this thing. And Kathleen Quinlan was in it. I As think. a kid, you saw that and thought it was thought, the greatest this is thing in really the world. Good. So <laughs> I got to get on this plane. But plane underwater is a scary idea. For, uh, and it, the, that's yeah. another thing where it's kind of interesting. Like, what was scaring people in the seventies? You know, what was scary in the seventies? Getting hijacked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By that's terrorists. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like yeah. that that's right. was and right. and mm-hmm. all that is mm-hmm. all that has changed. And then Poseidon Adventure, of course. You know, cruising became a. Uh, you know, ship cruising became a big deal in the 70s. All, all sorts mm. of cruising came, became a big deal in the 70s. And uh, as one of our uh, listeners pointed out, there was now Pacino movie called Cruising. But uh, uh, Schrader. Really? Uh, they- <laughs> wow, Sonny, that really excited Boy, you. talk you. about cruising and then your uh, ice balls just, popped to, out of your trying to, cup. I'm trying to cool. I've already taken my jacket off. I'm trying to get some ice to chew on here. It's a billion degrees in this room. Good. Uh, but uh, put, put the cubes yeah. under your armpits. Mm-hmm. But Poseidon Adventure. But Poseidon Adventure was more, Gene you know, Hackman. you're on a ship. Oh, Gene Hackman. <laughs> Gene and everything's Hackman. upside down. And Shirley MacLaine? Upside, not only is it, yes, it's capsized. Uh, Shirley... Um, Shirley Jones? No, the, the big Shirley. Uh, I cannot believe I remember. I, I can't effort. remember her you name. You talk, I'll effort. Um, yeah, and and she's there with Ernest Borgnine and Red Buttons or oh, Red Skelton. I get yes. confused which Red it is. And yes, Gene Hackman, as you mentioned. Uh, and the captain of the ship uh, was played by Leslie Nielsen. Straight. I mean, not a comedy, obviously. But yes, Upside Down Ship was a terrifying thing. And then there was the remake do you remember the remake of Poseidon? Shelley oh, Winters? Shelley Winters. Uh, Shelley. Andre Andre Brower was in the remake, right? Yeah, Richard, Kurt Russell and Kurt Brower, Russell yeah. in the Gene Hackman role, I guess, and uh, and Richard Dreyfuss playing this uh, um, a a gay. <laughs> I'm gonna say a gay cruiser, a gay passenger whose uh, partner had left him. He had been dumped, but he's he not gay. Depressed. How could he play a gay? Awkward. 
moving right there along. probably aren't any gay actors right actually well, you to can't, be able to yeah, have done you, a part like that, no, that so i actually don't fault the the yeah. filmmakers for that choice then because where are you going to find an actor in hollywood who is actually gay to be able to play the it part it would be like it would be man. like trying to find a russian actress to play a russian born spy you know you wouldn't why would you do that when you can well, just get uh, jennifer lawrence can we to ask or let me scarlett let, johansson let me ask you well this goes back to i always talk about scarface with al pacino where there's not a single sort of a cuban or hispanic American in any of the main Italian. roles. Yeah, they're, Everyone's yeah, Italian. Yeah, no, or, or, or what's his name? Uh, Chris Bauer, I think, is the other guy who's Jewish, I think, and then and then, and then Al Pacino. Uh, and uh, um, F. Murray Abraham, really? F. Murray Abraham? Is such <laughs> and uh, uh, all these other guys there. Uh, Frank, uh, Lo- Frank Loggia. That's, come on, what's going on here? And Mary Elizabeth Bastiatonio. So why don't oh, I'm sorry, Sonny? Why don't you like disaster movies? I, they just have never really done anything for me. I don't know. I just did you like Armageddon, Deep Impact? What did we? What did we? How, why do I say we? Why did we like better? We saw both. Yes, we did. I believe we preferred Armageddon at the time. I've never rewatched either. I think we did, but in my mind, but just barely. I kind of, yeah, just, but just barely. barely. I Armageddon kind of, is amazing. Armageddon is fantastic. It's, it's Deep fantastic. Impact is fine. It's fantastic unless you suffer a seizure from all the quick four-second cuts. Fine. Look, you <laughs> got to be tough. Got to be tough to survive in this world of ours. There's so much cutting. Uh, Deep Impact. The one I really the have strong, was. strong feelings about is Volcano versus oh. Dante's Peak. Volcano is volcano is, yeah, volcano is a modern the masterpiece. Spite, volcano is amazing, the, despite the ending. They're all the same color. The no, ending think, is the best part, Vic. Oh, that's the lesson. It shows, the lesson that, we're, it shows that we're all the same. When we're covered in ash. Right. And all in disaster. In disaster, yeah. we all come together. Come on. The, 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 the fire chief oh, d- oh. carrying yes, the woman through the lava John as he melts. Carol, keeps shink- his name is John Carroll Lynch. Yes, yeah. yeah. John Carroll Lynch, who, uh, who, went, who, who studied on. at Catholic University. Did you did you not cry that while you were watching that? And he sang the Hail Mary. Yes, that's a little bit. That right. Was, that was very powerful. Anne Heche. And Ed Heche. If Anne Heche hadn't been crazy, she yeah, would have been a giant movie yes, star because she's a great actress. I think the problem I had with Deep Impact was Taylioni. I was so glad that she got wiped out with Maximilian Shell on the beach. Tell me about that. But that was one of one of my favorite, actually, an underrated Morgan Freeman performance. Oh, as president as of the United Morgan States, Freeman is yeah, president. Yes. But not just president, but as sort of a hard-ass mm-hmm. president. And he, he yes. has that great line with her, and he says to her, it may look like we have each other over the same barrel, but I promise you, it only looks like that. <laughs> Do you remember where she gets uh, rear-ended is like on the Whitehurst Freeway? Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Her car. Her car gets that. Anyway, uh, yes. I don't think I remember that. I, so, Victor, what are your okay. favorite... I really, I really like. I, 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 you love the '70s ones. Yeah, right? I do. I do. So, and and I think Poseidon Adventure is is my favorite because it does. You do constantly think in your mind, how would I do things differently? You know, would I be with the rest of these people at the bottom of the ballroom, which are you know work your way up, which is, everything is reversed. The best thing to have been is probably in the ship's galley, where you would have been, you know, inside. As we know, all those people are on deck one and two, uh, if you work there with no somebody, windows. Somebody, somebody did a. Or beyond, could you have been on the deck, like on the balcony as it tips over and jumped into the water? Oh, there was a sequel? Mm-hmm. Beyond, oh, the beyond the Poseidon Adventure? Adventure? Yes, beyond. What? Yeah, yeah. Did Rogue you Waves. See I did not see the Ro- Rogue Wave 2. I, yeah. Should have flipped no. over again. <laughs> <laughs> With Michael Caine? Of course. Sally Field? Yeah. Why, Mi- why Michael Savalas? Why Michael Caine? Because it's a paycheck. Wow, yeah. Shirley Jones came back. 
playing the same. Shirley Jones or Shelly Winters? Oh, I'm sorry. Shirley, Shirley Jones is there. I'm okay. looking down the it's list. Confusing. I'm looking to see who it's, else. It's, it's very and confusing. Mark Harmon? This must have been a very young, young Mark, Mark Harmon. Harmon. My goodness. Okay. Wow. Do we have any other? That's really. Yes. What, one other. One other. Just there's, taxonomy Just question. like there's airport. I think it was an airport 79, the Concord one. I mean, so just, you know, constantly. Oh, roller coaster? <laughs> just go to the movies There's a roller coaster. So if again the Venn diagram where we have siege movies mm-hmm. and disaster movies, mm-hmm. where would you place something like Jaws, or or not Jaws, but say like the Jaws sequels, which is a animal disaster movie, what, a prey, predator prey movie? I, is it kind of similar? No, I've I'm seen, Ron Burgundy. I, 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 I've seen Jaws one, two, and three. I saw Jaws three in three D in a movie theater because you had to get the glasses. I think from Burger King. What? <laughs> well, there was some of that, you know. But Leah Thompson was in Jaws three D with Lou Gossett Jr. and Dennis Academy Clay. Award winner. Academy Award winner. Louis Gossett Jr. Was it? Was it? Was it from Iron Eagle? Is that where he got the Academy Award? I'll from, I, no, I think we know where it was yeah. from. Uh, okay, so. There you go. I think I think we're just asking. Yeah, I, th- I think animal movies yeah. count as disaster. Count as that's disaster. A, yeah. disaster. Like Jaws is basically a disaster. It's a disaster. Film. Plus, it's a water park. It's in a Jaws horror 3. film. I don't know. In Jaws four, it's the shark that has it's intelligent and it stalks uh, Sheriff Brody's wife. It stalks. Right. It's a stalking shark, and that's where Michael Caine was because they asked him, "Where were you when uh, you found out you uh, were nominated for?" Uh, the Academy Award, or he had won the Academy Award for Hannah and her sisters. He goes, well, I was filming in the Bahamas, Jaws 4. <laughs> eh, okay. It's another paycheck. How excited are we from The Meg? I saw that saw trailer. Saw the trailer for yeah. that. That looks terrible. It, looks it does like not the worst. look good, does it? I don't it looks like, like the, the worst you know thing what I don't like? Seen. I don't like that they switched music to Bobby Dance Beyond the Sea, because now how are you supposed to feel? Is this funny or not funny? Yeah. I want to be scared. It looks like, it looks like uh, they scared. tried to make a real Sharknado. Like a, yeah. Yes. We want to do a Sharknado, but like have it in movie theaters. Like, Megalodon. The Meg. Uh, the book was supposed to be very good, but I, that was like 17 scriptments ago. Okay. What's a book? <laughs> if you it's had, something, it's if something you had I would get on, on Amazon. Prime Day, it would have yeah. been very, very reasonably yeah. priced. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's, let's pull the let's plug on this. Really, the whole episode. Corrections, editions, anything? Sonny? No. Sonny Birch, anything? No. no. Nothing? Oh. I don't, no. Oh. I don't want to oh. talk about that. He didn't want. To, okay, fine. I don't really want to talk about okay, that. Okay, fine. fine. The Meg, by the way, by yeah. Steve Alton. While we're doing corrections, is available on Kindle, even past the Prime Day window for only five ninety nine. Huh. <laughs> mm. That's all the time we're giving to this episode. Thank God. Questions, comments, complaints, compliments. Tweet us at Victorina Mattis at Sunny Bunch at Draby Lash. Again, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play. Just type in Substandard under Podcasts. We're there. Leave her a view. Tell your friends until next time. Twenty-five minutes of trilogy. That's what it was this time. Yeah. Not twenty-two. Because twenty-two is a standard. This is the one knock on the Alamo Draft House is that you can only skip the first ten minutes of trailers. What do you mean you can only skip? I mean that after the first ten minutes of trailers, they close the doors and your ass isn't getting in there. What? Really? Yep. There's no late entry into Alamo. Nope. Wow. I actually like that a lot. I like wow. that a lot. I don't like people stumbling around trying to find their seats. Mm. But there are the it's a signed seat. Yeah, it's a signed right? seating though, isn't it? It is a signed seat. Yeah. Most uh, of this is I'm like, actually okay with it. I don't I don't like people wandering around coming in late like bums. <laughs> well, I'm happy to sit through the extra trailers because you can get your 
kale Caesar chicken salad. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm surprised you didn't make an effort to go see Skyscraper in the great new mm-hmm. uh, Alamo Drafthouse. Yeah, theater. it was a uh, it was a busy just weekend. a busy busy weekend. Oh. Busy weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, buying thousands of dollars worth of baseball cards. <laughs> you, when you said 300 cards, I was like, I was doing the math in my head. I was like, that's a lot of cards. Well, as you remember from your youth, I mean, how did you buy your first house? You sold a few of your baseball cards, and there it was. I sold my Cal Ripken rookie card, and I was like, I've got my down payment. (laughs) I actually just took it into the bank. I took it into the bank, and I said, look look what I've got. Here's the mortgage. She just gave it to the mortgage company. Here's my down payment. Here's the title to your house. And the agent looked back at me, and he said, oh, I'm sure this is fine. 